Let's run again. Good morning. Uh, I was saying to some of the guys the other day, I said, I don't know if I've actually ever spoken in a celebration before. I don't think I have. And then I got home and my wife said, oh, yes, you have, Wiggly Furrows. And I got in this morning and Graham Sparrowhope came rushing up to me and saying, Ian, you said you'd never spoken in a celebration. Wiggly Furrows. And then Steve Thomas said to me, hey, you said you'd never spoken in an illustration. What about that illustration out of the windscreen wipers and keeping going when the rain was coming? And I thought, isn't it encouraging when people can remember your titles and your illustrations? <laughs> I'm hoping this is going to work by remote control. Let's try it. Yeah, there we go. Change. It's a bit like Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. How many Marmite lovers here, please? Stick a hand up. Let's hear it for Marmite. Steve Thomas is cheering in the room. He's talking to the youth this morning. How many people hate Marmite? Yeah, funny, isn't it? Love it or hate it. Change is exactly like that. For some of us here this morning, change is the best thing that could ever happen. The more change, the better. It's exciting. It's adventurous. It, it speaks of our God who is constantly doing new things. It speaks of God's adventure for us. For others of us, we could take change or leave it. You know, if it's not broke, why fix it? And for us... Sameness, it's not about boring, it's about experiencing God's faithfulness. God's constancy in the day that follows after day. How many change lovers have we got here? How many people are, whoa, come on, let's change it. Okay, how many people have we got that sort of, well, I'm, I prefer to sort of, I'm in the, just leave it alone, please, okay? <laughs> Nearly 50-50. And I suspect, actually... For all of us, the answer is, which is my answer, it depends. <laughs> Got you. It depends. It depends on what it is. Actually, it depends on when it comes. Depends on how you're feeling at the time, doesn't it? Some changes you can cope with in some circumstances in life. And, you know, you don't bat an eyelid, but it comes at a different time and you find it really, really difficult. Well, you know, whichever we find most appealing, you know, keep changing it or keep leaving it alone, all of us have to be ready to settle when God settles and to move when God moves. And that's what Israel discovered in its journey from slavery in Egypt to the Promised Land. And we're looking this morning, our title for this morning... The ark, the camp, and the cloud. Graham Sparrowhawk, where are you? Slipped out. I saw him earlier. I'll be asking him um, in five years' time to see if he can remember the title. The ark, the camp, and the cloud. Embracing change in a time of advance. You know, when, when Israel left slavery in Egypt at that first Passover time, I don't imagine it was a very orderly procession. And when they reached the Red Sea, 
And Pharaoh's armies were behind them, chasing after them. I don't imagine they made a British queue. Do you know, I've travelled the world and I've discovered we're the only people who queue like we do. And who queue and then say to somebody, after you. <laughs> you know, the Israelites, they didn't queue up all nice things. After you, no, after you, Roger. No, no, Mike, you go first. You're older. Okay. There was none of that. <laughs> it was actually probably completely ad hoc, something a bit of a scramble. I, I, but it was more like a French queue than an English queue, you know, just lots of elbows. Come on, I mean, they, they would have just gone for it. Actually, when you read the Bible, our English translation, at least the NRV, it sounds a little bit more orderly. If you read the story in Exodus and then into Numbers, it talks about them leaving by their divisions. And when I was reading this the other week, I thought, oh, that sounds a bit orderly. So I looked up what the word divisions, that particular Hebrew word, meant. And all it means is a mass of people. (laughs) A mob. (laughs) They left by their crowds. They left by their mobs. In other words, it was French rather than English. So here they all are. Desperate to get out of Egypt, probably pushing, shoving, getting to the front, getting through that Red Sea, looking at the water, hoping it's not going to come back. So here's these divisions, these mobs, these bunches of people whom God takes and leads out through Egypt, across the Red Sea, down south in the Sinai Peninsula. And he takes them to Mount Sinai, where suddenly... Something starts to change. The greatest change of which was that a growing family was changed into Exodus 19, verse 6, a holy nation. God says, right, it's time to start bringing some order to these bunches of people who've come out. Exodus 20, because they're a holy nation, every nation needs laws to live by. So having constituted them as his nation in Exodus 19, in Exodus 20, God gives them those wonderful ten commandments. And then in the rest of Exodus and Numbers, really what he does is he unpacks those ten commandments. That's all it is. It's unpacking and applying for life, particularly giving them rules and directions for how to govern their relationship with him and how to maintain fellowship with God and how to live 